Hello. You are about to travel through the sixth dimension. In its fullness exists cinema entertainment that creates many forms, all while maintaining the same purpose, to tell and explore magnificent stories of the burden of existence. This is a dimension of imagination. Your hosts, Adam and Bailey, will do their best to guide you through vast perspectives in cinema that create new dimensions for all to admire. Welcome to AB Cinema. Hello, and welcome to AB Cinema. I'm your host, Bailey, and on today's episode, we're going to be talking a little bit about Black Adam, the Star Wars universe, the Dune universe, and Marvel. So, kicking it off with DC, Black Adam had a pretty big opening this last weekend, but one of the things that I want to focus more on is how divisive this film has been. I just want to say something about these kind of films and why they're why I think we need to be less um, my opinion is right and you're wrong kind of thing going on. I, I feel like a lot of people that have seen this movie are just saying that this movie is cinema masterpiece. And it's to give you an example of this, the Rotten Tomato score is where I look for this. The audience score has over 2,500 views and is sitting at 90%. So that's saying that 90% of the general audience has loved this movie. Critics, there are 219 reviews, and it's currently sitting at 39%, which means that 39% of the, the critics think that this movie was horrible. And I would probably have to side with the critics on this one. I didn't like the movie. I thought it was entertaining, but I, I just I don't feel like it deserves... As much praise as it's getting um, I think a lot of times the audience feels like the critics don't know what the audience wants but at the same time what the audience wants I don't know if they really understand what they want because I, yeah I have that's just my thoughts on those on those uh, scores that it's gotten on Rotten Tomatoes I just feel like we've become so divisive as a comic book community comic book movie community and i don't think that we need that like there can be success at marvel there can be success at dc there can be success at star wars and dune there's plenty of room for success to happen and we can all root for for the success of all of these franchises i hope that dc gets their act together with their franchise and their universe i want to see black adam on screen with superman again I want to see Superman with the Justice League or the Justice Society. I, I really hope that we get more growth from the DC Universe because I would love to see that world get the respect that it deserves because it is ripe for success and it hasn't been getting that success recently. So hopefully in the future we'll be able to see it. But that is the Rotten Tomato score as of earlier yesterday afternoon. So, moving on, Henry Cavill, 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 I'm never going to get that right, and I'll probably say it over and over again. He officially came out and said that he is returning as Superman and wanted to wait for the weekend to be over. He thanked the fans for rooting for him to return to be Superman, 
and he also said that the cameo in Black Adam is just a tease of what's to come. So take that what you will. I don't think we'll be seeing him right away. I don't think he's going to be in any of the movies next year, unless it's just small cameos here and there. Like maybe they do a credit scene where Superman meets his cousin Kara, or maybe he shows up in Aquaman to take care of some stuff in a credit scene. I don't, I really don't know. But past Aquaman 2, it doesn't seem like they have a lot of stuff planned or coming out in the year after that. So we'll have to wait and see. I think we may get a year uh, break from DC, the DCEU. We will be getting movies like the or shows like The Batman. We will be getting or the show, the spinoffs of The Batman, like The Penguin Show. We will be getting the Joker Folia Du. And I know I butchered that. Folie adu, adu, whatever. Um, we're getting that probably. I, I know they released a date for that, but I think it's coming either later next year or um, sometime in 2024. But it's this the universe is getting success, and I'm happy for that. I hope that they succeed. I hope the audience likes it. Um, I'm, I know I may not be the biggest DC EU fan, but I really do enjoy a lot of their movies and I hope that they do get a lot of success because they deserve it. But let's move on to another franchise that really needs success right now. Star Wars is getting a movie from one of the creators of Lost and the showrunner for the Watchmen show, Damon Lindelof. With the Miss Marvel director, one of the Miss Marvel directors, Charmaine Obaid Chinoy who will be helming the movie. So this is great news as it has now been three years since we got the last Star Wars movie. It's been two years, uh, I believe, since we got the last announcements for Star Wars movies that have not even started filming. So I, I think that this movie, what's been said about it behind the scenes from what we've heard is that this movie has a lot more traction than the likes of the movies from Taika Waititi or uh, Patty Jenkins. And there's been other movies too that have been rumored, like the Michael Waldron and Kevin Feige movie. But, and this one is technically rumored now. We know that it's it's been reported on, so it means that it's being worked on, but it has not been officially announced by Lucasfilm. And there's actually some news that came out today that an insider came out and said that um, Disney is upset at how Kathleen Kennedy has just made announcement after announcement about these films when they just want her to stop talking about all the stuff that they have planned because there's been so much backlash about things not getting greenlit. And so I, I agree with them. I think that she needs to calm her tongue when she's making these announcements because we don't need all of the announcements. We just need announcements when they're being filmed or when they're being ready like show us a trailer and give us a title reveal and we'll be happy and i i think that star wars has been really great on the tv side of the galaxy but it's been pretty sparse when it comes to movies or sparse when it comes to movies and i i just hope that that we do get some new star wars movies soon 
It's also rumored that this movie from Damon Lindelof and Charmino by Chinoy are going to be setting off a new trilogy of Star Wars movies. And so I am really excited for that and I hope that I hope that it's good because Damon Lindelof is really hit or miss with a lot of his stuff. Um, I, I know he his biggest successes were lost in the Watchmen show, but he's also had a lot of failures too, like most people in Hollywood. But let's just hope he brings something that the fans want and the fans need to keep on going in the Star Wars universe. So moving over to another galaxy far, far away, Dune, the Sisterhood, has added five more cast members. And this comes to us from Variety. So I, I don't know many of these actresses, so I can't say whether or not I, I think that they're great casting choices, but I will just read the descriptions and the casting announcements. Sarah Sophie Bos Bosnina will play Princess Inez. Described as an independent young princess dealing with the pressures of her responsibility as, as heir to the Golden Lion Throne. Shalom Brune Franklin plays Michaela, said to be a strong-willed Fremen woman who serves the royal family while longing for a home planet she's never known. I am really, really going to butcher this next, this, these next two names. Faolian Cunningham plays Sister Jen, described as a fierce, unpredictable acolyte in training at the Sisterhood School who rarely reveals her emotional core. And this next one, Aofi, I'm just going to call her Aofi, Hines plays Sister Emmeline, or Emmeline, uh, said to be a zealous acolyte descended from a long line of martyrs who carries fervent religion to her training at the sisterhood. And then the last is Chloe Leah. Leah plays Lila, described as the youngest acolyte at the sisterhood school with a deep empathy for beyond her years. Now, I've been very excited to see this new Dune movie and this Dune show. I actually started watching Dune the other day, and I'm almost finished with it because I fall asleep while I watch movies. And um, I, I have to say, that movie is never going to get old for me. I know that not a lot of people loved that movie, but I think it's just one of the most beautiful movies that has been made in recent years and probably one of the best sci-fi films in recent years as well. And so I'm really hopeful that Dune the Sisterhood can pull off expanding this universe set within the Dune universe. Then let's move on to another franchise who has seen success but in recent days has been controversial. Over at the Cosmic Circus, a source that I follow, uh, they said that a Silver Surfer special presentation is in the works now and it's going to follow the same format as the werewolf by night and the guardians of the galaxy specials christmas specials um halloween and christmas specials i'm excited for this i love the silver surfer it's time for him to get some respect and a good adaptation of him the fantastic four rise of the silver surfer 
he was a good character in that, but at the same time, the movie suffered a lot. And I think that really made, it left a sour taste in a lot of fans' mouths. So I'm I'm really hopeful that if there if this rumor is true, um, that it gives us something that we want. But a little bit about what the Cosmic Circus said about this feature. They said that it would feature Norrin Rad as Galactus, Galactus's herald out in the far corners of the cosmos. Rad will not be on Earth during his special presentation and will also not interact with any cosmic characters already established in the MCU. So this is really unique and interesting to me and I, this is probably what excites me the most because what the beautiful thing about Werewolf by Night is that it, it introduced important characters to the MCU. Werewolf by Night, Elsa Bloodstone, Man-Thing, the Bloodstone itself, and I, I think that it did a great job at just giving us an introduction as to who these characters are and what to expect from them if they end up showing up in future projects down the line, which I really hope they do. Now, the same can be said for Silver Surfer. There could be really great characters that Silver Surfer interacts with. A fan favorite is Beta Ray Bill, who is essentially a Thor, a version of Thor, and so it would be really interesting to see that character show up in a Silver Surfer special. I think it would be a great place to introduce that character. I think it would be a great place to introduce Silver Surfer. And we also got rumors last week about Nova, Nova even getting his own special, which would be great because the fallout of Xandar happened three years ago and we still haven't gotten anything related to Nova or any hint as to who Nova will be played by. And uh, yeah, the, these special presentations are a great way to quickly introduce characters that have potential to be, to have massive implications on the rest of the MCU. And they also have the potential to not, and that's fine. And I'm okay with that, as long as we get these characters out on the screen and give them the respect that they deserve, I think that I think that Marvel has something really special planned for for the future of the MCU with these pe presentations. But in other news, Ant-Man and the Wasp Quantum Mania, the trailer released yesterday morning. And I, I, I have to say, I think that this trailer was really good for what it was, which was just a tease of what's to come. And I'll just give you a breakdown of what's, what we saw in it and give you my thoughts on some of these things. So in this trailer, we see that Scott is now a celebrity and kind of acts like he's a little full of himself. We know that he has the podcast that, um, and he's an author as well. We know that he has a podcast from Miss Marvel, and that was an Easter egg in that show. But the book that he's also written came from a leaked San Diego Comic-Con trailer from earlier in July or August. And then uh, he gets rewarded with the Employee of the Year at Baskin Robbins, who fired him on his first day of work in the first movie because, as we know, Baskin-Robbins always finds out about criminal records. So, 
that that was just a really funny tease and it, it was really funny because after that when he's in a coffee shop the worker there says thank you spider-man and it was just a really funny tease as to mentioning another character in the mcu and getting all the ants and spiders confused it has it's kind of a little reference or an easter egg to hulk in infinity war when he says there's a spider and an ant-man or there's an ant-man and a spider-man and uh, it's kind of a funny reference to that so then we get our first look at cassie lang all grown up who is now played by katherine newton and she has been working on a beacon device to send messages down into the quantum realm in order to learn more about what's down there. But when she's introducing this beacon or this satellite to the Pym and um, the Pym and Lang family, uh, we we see Janet Van Dyne get a little scared and she yells at Cassie to turn it off and before anything happens before Cassie can turn it off Scott Cassie Hope or actually it goes Janet Hank Hope Cassie then Scott all get sucked into the quantum realm and it was actually a really sweet moment because Scott let go of being in the real world just to be with his family and those that he loves and to try to save them and so the the one of the cool things about this is it has a lot of ties to the wizard of oz and i've i've seen a lot of people compare it to that online and i would have to agree with them because it's these people being sucked into this new world this fantastical sci-fi version of the wizard of oz or of oz and they're going to be going on a journey and they're going to see this man behind the curtain who is not who they are expecting to be behind the curtain anyway moving on and also another reference to that was the elton john song goodbye to the yellow brick road which was a nice homage to it was another hint as to what this story is going to be based on and honestly it reminds me a lot of the age of ultron trailer and that movie, I, I wasn't a huge fan of it when it came out, but it had massive implications on the MCU going forward with the Ultron being introduced and Vision with his Infinity Stone and Scarlet Witch being introduced and Quicksilver dying. And no Marvel, I'm not over that. Uh, but we, we do get that same kind of feel with this trailer that's that's the best way i could compare it because it has the pinocchio song with the no strings on me and ultron being really creepy and i think that this has a lot of comparison to the feel of that at least so when we get into the quantum realm we get our first look at cassie and scott who are looking at the inhabitants of the quantum realm with creatures that look like something you would see in Guardians of the Galaxy or even Star Wars. And so it was really unique and interesting to see those, the people that inhabit this city. And one of the people that we get our first looks at is Krylar, who was played by Bill Murray. And he kind of looks like he's going to be a diplomat of some sort who lives in this city, which is heavily rumored to be called Chronopolis. And it's, 
it's the first time we've seen it officially in the MCU. We did get a glimpse of it in Ant-Man and the Wasp when Scott is coming out. I actually know it's when Hank and Janet are coming out of the quantum realm. And we see the city sitting on like the cell or whatever it is. But it's, it's really interesting and it's exciting that we're going to be getting this city. But what's more exciting is what is in the city. It looks really beautiful and it gives us our first look at Kang's army. Kang the Conqueror, the next villain of the MCU, the big bad for the Kang Dynasty in the Secret Wars. But we get to see his army which seems to be controlled by the same energy and technology that Kang seems to be using within his suit and other things that are ha other pieces of technology that are within Chronopolis. And one thing that I want to point out and one thing that a really Eagle Eye fan on Twitter was able to see is that the way that these the way that the energy looks in Chronopolis is that it looks like Shang-Chi's um, Ten Rings, especially when Wen Wu is using them. And it looks a little bit like Miss Marvel's technology as well, or the, the these bands. And the interesting thing about it is that it said that these pieces of technology are, as far as the reference from Shang-Chi in the credit scene, is that they are thousands of or millions of years old and so it begs the question how long has chronopolis been there and is this technology really ancient or is it just really futuristic and i i don't know but it'll be really interesting to see going forward what this means so going on king the conqueror in all his glory with his blue helmet face mask face whatever shows up and we got to hear some really great lines from Jonathan Majors and I'm so so excited to see his performance as Kang the Conqueror in this movie he's going to be a big player going forward with at least some role in the Avengers King Dynasty and with a chance of him being the main villain in Secret Wars as well but I have my personal theories as to how Kang will actually be defeated in the Kang Dynasty but will be a big bad villain. But Doctor Doom will be the big bad villain in Secret Wars. But that's a different pod for another day. Maybe we can have a Secret Wars prediction and say what we think is going to happen. But one thing that's really cool is Kang says to Scott, I can get you home and offer you more time if you help me. So what's it going to be, Ant-Man? I don't think that things look good for Ant-Man. I think that Scott is is gonna get really, really kicked to the ground and get humbled in this movie. It's gonna be a wake-up call for him because his ego has been so boosted. We saw him at the gala for humanitarian aid and he's probably gonna be rewarded for for saving the universe even though that rat deserves that award. From Avengers Endgame. Anyway, I moving on from that note, he he needs to be humbled, and I think that this is going to be a really hard movie for fans of Scott Lang, and it's going to be a movie that'll help a lot of people really see that Scott Lang. We're we're just going to have a lot a lot more heart for that character, 
and I'm excited to see how audiences react to Scott Lang after this movie because I don't think that a lot of these people are going to be making it out. I really think that something may happen to Cassie or Hope or um, Hank and Janet and I, I really think that we're going to see Scott suffer in this movie through losing loved ones. And so it'll be really, really interesting to see what happens after this movie and the massive effect it has going forward in the MCU. I think this movie is going to have more of a sad ending, kind of like Infinity War. But I don't think we're going to get a conclusion to it until 2024 or 2025 when... Or 2025 and 2026 when Avengers 5, 5 and 6 come out. So we'll just have to wait quite quite some time before we get some resolution to that if this movie ends how I think it's going to end anyway that wraps up our podcast for today but before I want I want to say something um, I forgot to mention that Ant-Man and the Wasp Quantumania comes out in theaters on February 17th 2023 so you can expect a trailer a second trailer coming out at the beginning of January to give us an idea of when tickets go on sale and in the meantime, we have this great teaser trailer giving us an idea of what this movie is going to be like. But that wraps up our podcast for today. Thank you all for tuning in. I'm your host, Bailey, and I appreciate you listening. You can follow us on social media, on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, Letterbox, or you can email us at abcinema.pod at gmail.com. Please let us know your thoughts. I'd love to know what you guys think of the show and how we can improve. Have a wonderful day, and as always, keep watching movies.